cheat code. To make a clap. To make it my Sean Paul voice. I love the fucking windy clap. It's like a thunderclap. Off to the races. Have you guys been paying attention to track and field? America's been kicking ass lately. Have you guys been watching no. this? No. You guys have not been watching no track and field? No, I have not. Yeah. You guys got to catch up, man. America's been smoking things lately. Wow. Yeah, I've been kicking ass. Okay. So that gun is like, bah, I've been watching it. So I've been, yeah. you know what I mean? At any moment I hear a gunshot, I'm ready to run off. And not because I'm hiding, but I'm ready to hit the finish line. Got it. Yeah. So. You're ready to hit the finish line anyway. I'm, you know what? I think I was. I'm one of those guys that gets the pleasure out of playing the game. Right. And a victory at the end of playing the game only makes playing the game that much better. Right. But a loss. It's like the icing on the cake. Right. You still a, like a the loss cake, doesn't mean that I hate the too. game. I'm going right. to come back. I'm going to train and get better tomorrow to play the game again. Exactly. So, yeah, I actually like doing what we do. I do too. Yeah. Fact, you too. know what I don't like about what we do? I've noticed that, and I'm like a mini public figure anyway. But I've noticed that since we started Cheat Code, it's gotten a little bit worse. So I've got all these people reaching out to me with these multi-million dollar, nine-figure, eight-figure deals that they want to bring to me out of love for mm -hmm. me. It has nothing to do with their own self-serving nature. Right. But in my DMs and emails, I'm getting all of these offers to help people do things that I don't do. You know, I've got right. people wanting me to shop their scripts in Hollywood. Uh, they are do talking that? about, I don't, Shit. I do exactly what I do and that's all I do. And that's all I want to do. I don't work on spec. My favorite is Wendy, I'm building an app or I'm building a platform and I have no proof of concept, but I either want you to invest in it or I want you to bring me a famous rapper to co-sign it. But there's no proof of concept. It's not in the marketplace. We don't know. You know, Chameleonaire, he invested no, everything, Wendy. Can you take it to Chameleonaire exactly. for me? Exactly. Exactly. No 50 deals, no nothing. There's Can no, you get it to Chris Brown? There's no design already. It's I've been just working on idea. something, and I know I heard Ferrari knows little baby. Can we get it to little baby? Exactly. Can you guys do that for me? It drives me crazy. Uh, so does that happen to you guys? Like, my, my DMs are full of, uh, man, I heard you are one of the main people that I need to get my music to in the beginning of my career. Help me now. Mm. And then I get like 20 links. <laughs> um, and then I Help actually will go to your page. I actually picked that up from uh, Kingpin. I just want to research who you are. And then if if I'm inspired to reply to the DM, I will. Um, but for the most part, I haven't been inspired by a lot of it. And then I would just always reply to them and say, yeah, you need some more work or um, send me some more music or um, you got to build up a little bit more. But I'm, I reply to the majority of them. It's hard, though, because it it's, it's a so large many. influx now. It's a full-time job. Yeah. If you're if you're not liking my pictures every day, if you're not commenting, and I know who you are, I know who the fifty or sixty <laughs> people are. I don't care about it's just a fact. If you're not doing it every day, one of the first things that I'm going to check when I get a DM is to see if you're following me. That's number one. If you're not following me, I'm going to block the shit out of you. I'll never hear from you ever again. There's eight billion people on Earth, bozo. One less person to worry about. No problemo. Number one. <laughs> number two. I'm going to see who else you follow. Because if I see that you're following a whole bunch of people chasing celebrity, block! Because, hey, bozo, <laughs> the clown is, the, the circus is hiring. This ain't the circus. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, I, <laughs> if, you're, if you're contacting me regarding via DM to handle business, you've failed. Social media is where we congregate and are social. It's where we share pictures of moments and families. It's where we push our brands and we share about what we like and we have a platform so that we can express ourselves. Don't come on my platform that I'm using to express myself and talk about things that should be benefiting you and trying to come weasel. Bitch, you lost your rabbit ass mind. Email, phone number. Follow the business protocol if it's about business. You want to ask me about my kids? Cool. Ask me underneath the picture, bro. 
so I can see it so that I can engage with it all the time. Because if you're hitting me up via DM and aren't getting a reply to me, that's why. Because you're hitting me up via direct message. I don't want to directly talk to you. I don't know you. Why would I want to get to know you? you? You've never bothered to share, or like, or engage with anything that I have going on. Yeah, I think that is um, support is so uh, fake. Um, I hate fake supporting. Um, if I support something, I'm all the way in. I'm all the way supporting it. I'm showing up. I'm commenting. I'm liking. I'm sharing. I'm pulling up. I'm communicating if I'm supporting. Um, I don't like fake support. Makes makes my ass itch. Pause. I would rather you give me feedback than fake support. I would rather you tell me why you don't like the record. I would rather you tell me what the problem with if you if you heard something in the record, if you seen something in the video, if 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 there's a problem and they're stopping you from playing the record, feedback is more important than you oh playing gosh, the record yes. one time and not playing it no more. I've had DJs save me like tens of thousands of dollars by saying this isn't it or there's thank God for bigger ranking. He used to tell me all the time there's there's too much intro in this song. Like start the song, like drop the lyrics. And I learned so much from him. He's he saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years. Yeah, listening to Bigger, I listening to 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 songs alongside of Bigger and, and the big DM and some of these guys, you know, I learned the song format. Yes. I learned as an independent you artist, works. you know, how not to put the feature first, right? Because right. once the DJ gets a hold of it, the DJ's gonna play the, play the hook, the feature. <laughs> It's no longer your song. record, <laughs> right? I've, I've learned, exactly. you know, how to arrange a record and some of those things and just being in the studio. And that's touches on what we we're talking about the other day of internship, right? How could you know if somebody's doing a good or bad job if you don't know what it takes to get the job done? Right. So, you know, at some point in time, I think we've all spent hours in a studio and, and seen the engineering process. We've spent hours reviewing videos. We've spent hours fixing problems. And if we don't know what some of those things are to curb them on the front end, then that creates more problems on the back end, right? Right. Well, let me chime in. First of all, DJs do not play the entire song in the club or on the radio. They do not play the entire song. You get a hook, a verse, a hook, and I'm already blending into the next song. Mm -hmm. So artists, whoever you are, the, the best uh, situation for you is to put your verse first. If the feature goes first... They're probably never going to hear your verse. Yeah, it's their song, especially if you're on mix show and you're going into radio and they're testing it out. That becomes their song. There's no way to get around it. You're going to put a little baby verse that nobody's ever heard first on your song on a dope-ass beat that you got from Buddha Blessed's beat and think that somebody's going to give it an extra 25 seconds? No, bro. That's his record now, dude. And you're lucky this ain't the mixtape game because somebody would have completely chopped your ass out of it and named it something else and put him on the cover of the mixtape. Because, uh... Damn, Curse Jar. Motherfuckers That's is not real. playing the hit records the whole song. Right. So why are we going to play your song the whole song? Because nobody knows That's it. a great point. But isn't that what the club is? Isn't the, the club's four hours of hits? Hits. If I'm paying yeah. 40 or 50 yeah. popular yeah. music, yeah. I'm paying you know what, yes. 60 or 70 for clothes, 40 for valet, 20 for drinks. I'm buying $100 worth of gas. The hits. I don't want to hear mediocre music. And that, that's not saying that because your record is unfamiliar that it's mediocre. No, it's just Correct. saying it's unfamiliar. Correct. And in order for it to become familiar, more people have to get exposure to it. More people have to get familiar with the sound. Now, I will say this. I've seen D Bigger Rankin go in a club. I've seen Kool-Aid go in a club. I've seen Hollywood Shane go in a club and tease a record. That's how you do it. And play a sound bam, yeah. and then go into the next one. And bam, bam, and play two sounds and go into the next one. And then bam, 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 maybe three sounds. I've seen them do that. 
So, and, and I've also seen them, like when uh, Rick Ross did the BMF record, I think I'm Big Meech record, the BMF record. Yes. I've seen that record blow or break in Jacksonville maybe in three or four days. And then on the fifth day, everybody in the club knew the song word for word. So I think that had nothing to do with the DJs playing it in the club or not playing it in the club. And it had everything to do with the fans being able to access something that a tastemaker may have highlighted because that was Memorial Weekend when they had dropped that, Jeezy had dropped Trapper Die 2. I think, you know, they had seen the tastemakers, you know, the Twitter had just begun, oh, it was at its craze and somehow it trickled down, if you will, and it translated into success for them and hard on the plane, same way, Waka Flockers. That record, I think if you're a DJ, the version of that record that you have is still the unmixed and mastered version. Wow. Because when that record hit, it sounded differently. The mixed and mastered version mm -hmm. sounds completely different than the mm -hmm. first version of that. And when that then dun, 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 dropped in the club, the first version, I fucked my money up. That shit went crazy. There's a lot of unmixed and mastered versions that DJs have because yes. they have the first version. I don't, I don't know if you remember, uh, man, what's the song, Trap Money? But Kiki, do you love me? That first song? Right. The first version was a very terrible version. They had to redo it, remix, remaster it, and then uh, put it on the DJ website. Shout out to TM808. He said that the sound on um, uh, a Windows computer on Fruity Loops is different than the sound that is generated from a Mac computer. You guys, I, I, I'm sending y'all the interview. He was on Million Dollars Worth of Game. Shout out to them and, and Rollo and all them. Uh, uh, he said that one of the things that he uses, one of the secrets, because they asked him, what's the secret to your sound? He's like, I use the old computer with the old Fruit Loops because the sound is completely different. It's different. Yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, you know, mm. to each his own, bro. There's, there's yeah. a way to do everything under the sun. You just have to find what works for you. The key is to build your fan base. That's the, the key. The key is to build your, your fan, fan base. base. Well, uh, Wendy, you was, uh, build it. you was talking to us off camera before when Kingpin went to get some coffee. Yes. He's talking, nice he talking to Ray Daniels. What up, Ray? White porcelain cheat code coffee mug available That's on social media, the website. You can keep wine in here at work for those of you guys that are yes, working remotely. You guys can the put this Hennessy in here. You guys can put vodka in this <laughs> bad boy. Smile? If your kids are going to be grow up with hot chocolate with the marshmallows, perfect. And then they can you know go on cheat code when they be on YouTube Kids and all that stuff, I think. I don't know. I don't know. But... Get but yeah, mug. that's what I, that's when we first sat down, that's what I, that's what I was talking about. How in like in my DMs, there's all these offers from folks. Oh, okay. 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 You know, that, that's, that's exactly what I was talking about. That came from a, a conversation I had with Ray yesterday where it's so time consuming. Like we get hundreds of them every week and some of us are willing to look at ventures outside of what we do and some aren't. And I think if you're going to, if you're going to come at somebody with an idea, don't just send an email that says, hey, can I run an idea behind you or, or by you? It's not going to work. No, you can't. We're busy. But if you, if you effectively lay out what you want to talk about and you're asking for a conversation or you're asking for a meeting, lay out exactly what you want to talk about so there's some understanding. Don't don't rely on yourself being the best salesperson in the world and send an email that says, I can make you $3 million in a week because you're just going to come off crazy and we're just going to blow right by that email. But if you've got bullet points of what you want to discuss, we'll either send it to the right person in our organization that handles that or you'll get a call or an email from us setting up a meeting. But don't come with an idea and expect us to help you grow your idea. 
come with a product that has proof of concept and then ask for our help if that's what you need. Hmm. And then just know who you're coming to. I don't do speculative ventures. My life is a risk. My life is speculative. I'm going to I'm going to speculate on myself. Hmm. I'm not going to speculate on somebody else's idea. I just don't do that. I'm too busy doing my own shit. Not, and not when you know how much infrastructure goes into establishing something. Correct. Yeah. And if this person is reaching out Correct. to you willy-nilly like that, you understand that their their infrastructure isn't set up. It, there's no. no way anything, you're going to add more pressure to their foundation, Absolutely. which will crumble it. If I want to be part of something, I'm going to see it growing and reach out. And, you know, it's funny because I, I just recently reached out to LaRussell. I love what he's doing. I'm like, dude, I want to help you. I don't want anything in return. I just want to help you. And he sent me a screenshot of a DM that he sent me in 2018 that said, um, can you help me? Or something to that effect. And, and I smiled because I love that he reached out to me, but he wasn't at a point three years ago where I could help him. He right. just got to a point now where I can help him. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was self-funded then and he is now, but it, now it he's got, his, now he's fan funded. It was a dream back yeah. then. So, he built his fan and he base he pulled though. the trigger. Yeah. And now I can help him. Mm -hmm. So uh, does that go into maybe artist development and how at the, that particular moment he wasn't ready, but now. Correct. But he thought he was ready. In fairness, he thought he was ready. I think most artists think that they're ready in the beginning yes. of the careers anyway. Because you don't Just know what you don't know. you're starving, you're hungry, you think that you're good, you're good enough to yes. create dope music, but. Uh, and you the always intangibles think you're aren't all the way you there are. and well-rounded enough for people like us, experts, right. to say, and, yeah, not yet. And if I could piggyback on that, he was ready. He was ready okay. to rap. He just wasn't ready to compete. There we go. Now he's ready to compete. Correct. And I think most people confuse getting, being ready to start the race with being a competitive racer. Hmm. You know, just because you can play basketball doesn't mean you should take your ass out there and try out for the Hawks. Exactly. Steph Curry. I felt a Those little bit. Shots, I felt takes. a little bit like he had it. a beautiful. Let's like let's make a basketball reference. He had a beautiful basketball, but there wasn't enough air in it yet. Right. So I wasn't okay. able to catch it and pass it because it was still it was still being blown up. It was still building into a basketball. But beautiful basketball just wasn't ready yet. So I kind of want to dive into the artist development part again because do we notice that um, now an artist kind of has to be in order for someone to say okay. I want to help you. They have to be almost ready, like ready to compete before someone says, I'm going to help you. Do you think that before maybe when they did artist development, they would grab someone who's unpolished, develop them, spend that more time. But now people don't have enough time to do artist development. They're you giving you the money for you to do it yourself. You think they're giving you $3 million now for you to go blow in the studio? Or you think they're giving you $3 million because that's what it takes for you to develop this artist to keep giving me records? Why are they giving you the money? Are they not giving you the money so that you can go take it and continue to make a, 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 a final product? Or are they giving you money for you to go live your, your dreams and go squander it? No, it's, it's final product. They want you to build. They want you to build it before they even give it to you yes. is what I'm saying. But before, didn't we see a trend that they were building you and, up? And, and they took everything and the label took everything because mm. it was, who do you want booking your studio time? You want Universal to book your studio time at a Universal studio or that, that charges them $375 an hour? Or do you want to go through your man who is an engineer that same studio can get it for $50 an hour? Mm. Because you're going to owe them $375 an hour versus paying $50 in your pocket. For the same thing. For the same, same thing. thing. So if you want the label to develop, then you give them the lion's share. Okay, we don't want to do that. We want to remain independent. Okay, cool. But then you have to show me work. you have what you got going on, yes. and I'm going to give you what you're worth for you to continue. If I see 
that you're able to generate this, then I'm giving you that so that you can continue to, so that you may be able to double or triple that. That's the investment. When did that part get confused? Uh, I think artists don't pay attention to that. To be honest, there are bad I don't players. Think they know. Yeah, there are evil players in every industry. Okay, there's the evil players on the police force. There's evil players at the school cafeteria. There's evil players everywhere in life, bro. At some point in time, we have to look at the expectations that we put on the system. When did we think all of the money that went into developing an artist that is no longer being generated? Where is that money gone? All of the money that it took to take your song, press it, package it, ship it, and put it into a store, that money has been removed from the equation. Where did that money get inserted back into the economic system of the music business? That's the part that people are, are overlooking. That The money was there, and it's not there no more, but it didn't stop. It's just been shifted to different avenues and different lanes, and those are the lanes that these companies have a stranglehold on because they've refunneled their money through it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Interscope Records that has 50 Cent or has Eminem or has Dr. Dre will get preference at a radio station versus you that just has a Joe Blow artist. These are the biggest artists in the world. These guys, I could play their music all day and people will tune in. If I play your artist all day, people will turn it off. Who am I going to play? Exactly. Yes. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible reality that people in this business and it just so it frustrates me to no end. Oh, you're a thief because you want to re-record your masters. It's the business, man. Negotiate better contracts and you'll have a longer career in the music business. And learn the business. Like if you understand how it works and you understand why record labels exist, why radio exists, what role they play, what part they play, you won't get as angry when they don't fill your, fulfill your every whim. It's, it's not about you. It's not about any of us. It's a business. It's about the money. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the Neptunes are wrong for, for, for the whole uh, Beyonce and, and, and Khalees and 27 writers? You think the Neptunes are wrong because they own hmm. the rights to the record and she's pissy because nobody bothered to give her a phone call on something that she doesn't own? No. No. That's no. I, I just wanted to make sure that my industry friends, the yeah, people that no. I respect, yeah. had the same opinion as me. No. Because right. I believe that if, if, if that's, that's Pharrell's, then Pharrell should be able to do what he wants to do with it. Agreed. Correct. And if, if you did, if you entered into that agreement with them and now you want to be upset because nobody decided to high five you or call you, they gave you credit. You were actually going to get uh, uh, paid money. off of that. Yeah. And they removed you. Then they removed you. So today we're writing into, into the podcast and now they're playing the original version of the milkshake. They're playing it all over the radio. Why? Because now people have gone and searched it and guess who's making more money? The Neptunes. And she's making more of nothing. Mm. Crazy, man. Fucking crazy. Okay. Question of the day. Dear Wendy. Should I pay somebody to collect my uncollected royalties? I am asking because I see people offer that as a service. That's a question? Since I'm somewhat new, I've noticed that people charge for everything in this business. You think? That's a question? See my last statement. Rewind about a minute and a half. What what Kip is it? She wrote a book. No, my guy, you're you're telling me that there's money out there that you can't pick up off the floor that has your name on it. You know it's there. And there's a person that can go get it for you for a piece of that. And you won't do it because you would rather 100% of nothing than 80% of something. Bozo. Bozo. I'm going to put that on T-shirts and sell it on the Chico. Bozo. (laughs) Fucking clown. Why would you ask that question? There's somebody that knows where to go get your money and you're trying to figure out if you should hire them. So here's the thing. In your contract, 
it states clearly how long you have to chase money. So if you made a song in 1998 and it blew up and there was a whole bunch of money that you didn't collect, it's very hard to hire somebody in 2022 to go get your money because there's a little paragraph in your contract that gives you two years or three years to collect your money. When you add into that the fact that in, in, in life, you've got three years to litigate. So if something happened back in the 90s and you didn't get paid, not only does your contract stipulate a certain amount of time, but the, the, the life cycle of being able to sue somebody has passed. So you can't even go back and sue them. So it's going to be really hard to collect the money. So if there is somebody that says they can collect you money and you don't have to give them money up front, just a piece of whatever is owed to you, I think you should do it. Hell yeah. It's the only way. Twice on Sunday. And and I wish I knew people, anybody that does this for a living, please, you know, let me know, reach out to me because that's a very valuable skill. Somebody that can get you money past the contract, past the, your ability to sue, that's free money. You know, mo- most people don't want to enter into business with people. That's why they will never have business partners. I, 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 I am that person. Most, oh my God. Most labels don't know who makes posters. That's why they're at the mercy of whoever it is selling them posters. They've never bothered to know where the printing company is, let alone what they charge. Most people don't understand what it takes to get any of those things done, so they don't know. An artist, if, you're, if you don't have a lawyer, get one. If you don't have an accountant, get one. If you don't have uh, somebody that's in charge of you know, printing your CD, you don't have a printer, then jump in the car and go find a printing company that you can walk in there and sit down and set up an appointment and say, this is what I want to do business with you. And what's it going to cost to be able to do business? And now you have a printing business partner. You don't want to be aligned with anybody. You want it all because you were told that everybody's a crook and you were told that you have to do it on your own. And Stop it, man. Stop it. Stop it. You know a crook when you see one. Do your research. Trust your intuition. Yeah. You know, it took me years to learn this advice. Your gut knows. There's a million times where you said, man, I shouldn't have done that. I knew. I knew Mm. it was going to be a problem. Right. When you feel that, run. When you don't feel that, trust. It's really that simple. Yeah. Mm. Cheat code. Cheateth code I.